0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my life, a life of real stories. Stories intended to encourage your heart, build your faith, and show you what it looks like when God crowns you with beauty in exchange for your ashes. I'm R.W. Jones, and you're listening to Lighting Wet Matches. This is the story of an angel. I call this story Doing a Bid. Okay, so you guys already know by now the story of the Kushite. That is his name and will forever be his name because that is the name I gave him, okay? So in the midst of the drama, in the midst of this unholy matrimony, Kushite, you know, I'm telling Kushite, I'm leaving. It's over. I'm leaving. and. Cushite, I, I just believe that the best way to tell him this information was to tell him over breakfast, right? Um, And so I remember being sitting at the diner and I'm sitting across from Cushite and I'm like, okay, so I'm absolutely leaving you. I'm taking the kids, we're leaving. Um, and I don't know where you're going to go and what you're going to do, but this is what we're doing. And he looked at me and he said, straight. Now, mind you, this man, Kushite stutters. Kushite did not stutter this time. Oh, he said this thing clearly. I know y'all laughing like, let me find out Kushite stutters. Yup, Kushite is is a stuttering Kushite. And that don't make this thing no better. So y'all need to stop giggling. But, because now it's not going to be funny. He looked at me very, very, uh, with these very mean beady evil eyes and he said I hate you he's like you know I can't stand you he was like for you he was like you somebody I'll do a bid for easy he was like I actually want to stomp your face in with my Timberland boots go to the police station and turn myself in and I looked at him dropped my fork and I was like who on this earth feels that way about me? I said, no one feels that way about me. I said, I, I am not that kind of person that anybody would feel that way. I said, the mere fact that you feel that way about me, I said, cause you are a devil. I said, you are an evil spirit, a mean spirit. You, I was like, but that's okay. I said, I just don't know anybody who could feel that way about me. I said, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I said, and, and cause you're evil. You're evil, and so we left. And you know, I'm telling everybody. I'm calling my girlfriend, calling my mom. I'm like, "Yep, we're leaving. We're over. We ain't even been married six months." Okay, we was over. Mind you, been together for like twelve years. It's insane, but okay. Um, Got home maybe a few days later. I want to say not even a week later. Um, My landlord comes and says, Raquel the police was here looking for your husband. And I was like, "Um, okay. She says, you know, he really was here looking for your husband. I said, okay, I I don't know, you know, why. Um, But I thought he's never been arrested. Nothing's happening. This is, you know, he's good. So I ignored it. Next few days, Raquel, the police was here again looking for your husband. I was like, really? Why? She was like, I don't know. He didn't say. It. He was just here looking for your husband. So I paid her no attention. I didn't even tell the kushite. Um, and then, you know, a few more days, maybe like a whole week passed. Then the the, the 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 landlord comes and said, Raquel, the police came here again looking for your husband. I said okay, I don't understand why, what, you know, both of us was at work, of course, work in school, he's at work. So they probably never could get us. So either way, I'm now moving out of my house. I'm leaving. Okay. Um, I don't know where he was going, but I know I was going to my mom's house. So he did help us all move into my mom's house. So we're actually um, unpacking stuff. He's helping me get everything together. I guess he was going to go live, you know, with his family somewhere um in Queens I believe this time we were all living in New York still and he was going to live with his family members I didn't really even care then guess what happens you guys knock 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 the police comes to my mom's house and I'm thinking to myself why is the police here um excuse me can I speak to the the stuttering kushite um the kushite so the kushite goes to the door and then all of a sudden I'm I'm over here sweeping and packing and stuff like that. The Kushite get in a police car and the police take the kushite away, just drive away. And I'm thinking to myself, what is happening? So I scream out the window, hey, 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 what's happening? Oh, we just need to take the kushite down to the um the station to ask him a couple questions. I was like, for what? Of course it was a matter they couldn't discuss. So I am like, okay, and I go and grab my things and I get in the car and I follow. And I mean, we all the way out here in like Riverhead, Suffolk County. And I mean, it took like an hour and a half to get to this station. And I'm thinking the whole time, what in the world could this Kushai have done? I know he is an evil man, but how evil is this man? So we're down there, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Then all of a sudden, one of them comes out to me and says, your husband is going to be, um, like, a, like he's going to spend time in jail. Like he's going to jail now. And I said, well, I need to speak to him. He told me that they, he comes to me and he says, well, they said I raped this young girl. And my God, my whole life collapsed right there. I said, excuse me rape some girl what girl we worked at the same place and it was a like a group home we used to work there and allegedly this girl said that he raped her he this girl ex- described her to the t i mean described him to the t and they needed to question him um you know and so he had to take a lie detector. So immediately I thought, okay, now this is still law. This is still criminal justice. You know, like you, I don't know if you should be taking lie detector. So I called an attorney um, friend and I asked and I told her what was happening. And the attorney said, whatever you do, do not take the lie detector test because any kind of, um, any sample of, you know in the results could put you away and incriminate you even if it's not even true. So I told him, and so he didn't take it. And he spent that weekend in jail. So I now went home and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this man is a rapist. The kushite, after all, is a rapist. And I'm thinking, how could I have married a rapist? How could I? But then I'm thinking I was 16. So he had to be, he was 28. He liked young girls. It made sense to me. So I went home and I'm really into my, now, you know, now I got to go pray, worship. I got to go, go to the whole throne of grace. So I'm in my room. I'm just, you know, in, in God's presence. And I just got up and I just start sweeping the floor and just start finish unpacking and stuff like that. And the spirit of the Lord said to me, and it really said it like, as if the spirit of the Lord played a replay button on what he said to me in the diner. And he said, I want to stomp your face in with my Timberland boots and go to the police station and tell them that I did it. And I would do a bid for you. Easy. So all of that playback. But then it was like, when it said I would do a bid for you easy, that thing was profound. I just dropped the broom. I said, my, my, my. I said, Lord, I said, you know what? I said, I don't even know who I am in this moment. I said, but I don't even understand how you even make somebody pay for something like that. Like this is when I really, this was like a really pivotal part of my life when I started to really see God in a whole nother different way. And I started to see myself in a whole new different way because I just could not believe that this man was about to do a bid because he had intentionally threatened to hurt me and or wanted to hurt me and he said he was gonna do a bit easy and he hate me. you I mean that's like hating God because hello, that's who we are on earth. We are little guys. we are wanting to be isn't that the whole purpose to be you know in the image of Christ, you know daily? So if you are working on that image, how could God how could someone hate you like that? And I really really feel like in that moment, oh my gosh. What is about to happen? Listen to me when I tell you. I went to church that night because I'm like, Lord, I got to go to the church. I'm going to the church. And they're like, okay. because now at this point, I knew that I was leaving him. I was moving, you know, to North Carolina, from New York to North Carolina. So we just needed to live in my mom's house, temporarily Mm -hmm. save a couple of dollars so I can, you know, get that nest egg before we actually made that transition. So I only plan to stay at my mom's house for like two months, 60 days max. And so I didn't have to pay that expensive rent and I can have my first month rent, first month security, just kind of giving you a little backdrop. So I went to church and my prayer before the Lord was, okay, Lord, now I'm about to go to North Carolina. No husband. It's just me and these four kids by myself. And, and this man is in jail. So what that looking like, I went to church. It was back then called the center of excellence. And the word of the Lord came across. He said, I don't know who this message is for, but there's someone who is, needs like a relocation confirmation. It was something of that nature. And he says, God says, do not walk through the door. He says, run through it, run through it, run through the door. So I knew right then and there I was leaving. This man is going to be in jail on some rate charge that I don't even know anything about. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm leaving. I'm going. That was the decision. So we could, uh, okay. So if I had to fast forward, I got to fast forward because this is really kind of like not a long story, but it's a, I want to get all the good details because this is the story of an angel. Remember, right? So literally he's home now. We got a lawyer up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to save money to move. We talking about lawyering up, but you still married to him. His family is like, I hope you just not going to leave him. I was like, I'm absolutely about to leave him. And then you got all kinds of pastors and their religious selves out there. Don't you leave your husband. Dah, dah, dah. I was like, but he's, this. Is, uh, you know what I'm saying? So even the church was against me leaving him. I was like, listen, I got to go where God is saying go. Little, little did I know, he, he comes home. He acted like he want to act right, be right. We lawyer up. He has to go to court. He goes to court and there is this girl. There's a girl who the police say came into their precinct. The story that I received is there is a young lady that came into the precinct. Says she was raped and she had a baby by a man that had your Kushai's, you know, name. Explained him, described him, and had these very distinct stories. So we were like, okay, and he has to go to court. So we're now going to. He's going to court. They have to like present evidence. Fast forward, he done went to two courts, three courts. Now he done move. We don't move now. Now I know I'm moving. The Lord doesn't say go, I'm gone. He actually went with me. The courts gave him permission to move North Carolina with me. So I thought I was going to get rid of him in New York because the judge wasn't going to let him stay. um, Wasn't going to let him leave. Like this was like some Bugatti, like, you know, uh, bail. He's going to skip out on bail type trial. I don't know. I I, I ain't had that much, you know, experience with the courts like that. But to me, I was like, they not let him leave. They let that man leave and come with me. I was like, oh God, he is here. So now he got to go back and forth to court from North Carolina he going back and forth to court this went on for like six months then all of a sudden I get he goes to court now it's supposed to be like a sentencing or not really sentencing but it was like winding down where they had to determine I know they were waiting for some discovery or for some evidence and so they had to determine you know the proof I guess the lawyer that we paid you know made sure they you know brought forth this proof this evidence ladies and gents my friends when he went to court they actually dismissed the case and i said excuse me what you mean they dismissed the case so you know i got to go you know how we do, we're going to go call for ourselves cuz we do not believe the kushite and I, you obviously is retarded and you do not know what that even means so let me call So I called the attorney, I'm speaking to her, and she says that the case was dismissed because the young lady doesn't even exist. The young lady who was allegedly, my, 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 the young lady who allegedly came in and said that she was raped and had a baby, this one, the one they have filed the report, the one that they kept coming to my house looking for this man the one that they have investigated the whole entire agency looking for this man this girl don't even exist they can't even find her the address that she had is not even her address she's not even there they don't even know who she is she ain't even there she's not even there did you hear what i said she's not even there she don't even exist she don't even have a real name Now, come on now, come on somebody, come on somebody. You got to know when somebody come into an office, a police station, I promise you, I am not making this up. That's why I decided to do this podcast. That's not true. The Lord said to do the podcast from the beginning because these stories, I said, this is not true. And I know some of y'all probably got stories just like this and maybe you should be starting your own podcast as well. But let's get back to the story because I know y'all wanna hear what in the world So obviously when she went in the police department, she had to have some kind of something. She gave them something. They had to validate her in some kind of way because then the agency would have said, we've never had a young lady by that name here. So I was confused. But after the attorney told me that they can't find her, that is not a real address, that's not a person, like all of it, none of it existed no more. Girl, I laid everything down. I said, my God, He real. He will, He will, He will, and He got a plan and He got a purpose, and we better get with the program. I could not believe all of that conjured up just like that. Because this man wanted to do a bit for me. This man hated me so much he was going to do a bit, and God made sure that he ate those words. Now, if it wasn't for the grace that was on me. That man will be in jail today doing a bid for someone that never, ever even existed. So listen, y'all could do what y'all want with that. You could say what you want. You can go get the X-Files if you want. That's one of them X-Files stories. I promise you, I promise you, God is no respect of persons. If he did it for me, he will do it for you the story of an angel, they are among us. So everything that's happening to you happens for a reason. Things are working on your behalf, but just trust the process. Again, ladies, if you are doing anything and God is not in the forefront of your life, in that thing, the word says, acknowledge me in all thy ways, lean not on your own understanding so I can direct your path. If God is not directing your path in everything in your life, my ladies and gentlemen, my friends, you are lighting wet matches. And how, And who does that? How are you going to do that? Where they do that at? Until next time.